to be able to make use of that. Oh, gosh. So my name's Troy, Pastor Family Ministries, uh, right here. And you guys, I get so filled up week after week. I love uh, being able to be a part of New Cove, and I love the relationships uh, that are forming here. And I love uh, the way that even in the midst of uncertainty, uh, with, with Tim retiring a couple of months ago, is it a couple of months ago now? Uh, that we are continuing to come together, uh, to worship together, to love one another, to be able to help continue to make Jesus' name known uh, in and around us. So, so excited about all those things that are going on. Uh, I love being uh, a part of that. And, and uh, my hope is always, like as you guys look around uh, through the, uh, the auditorium here, there's so many awesome people here. And if you look to your right or your left, I bet you'll see one of them. So, yeah, pretty good. Hey, uh, <clears throat> so today I'm, I'm really excited about this message because it's one that's been uh, learned for me over time, something that's been really helpful for me. Before I get going, though, those of you guys that are joining us at home, we are going to do communion uh, at the end of, of this message. And so if you have uh, bread or crackers or something of that sort, and then uh, we use grape juice here, but any liquid would, would pretty much uh, work out for us. So, uh, so just a heads up for you to be able to get those things together. So uh, part of this message today, uh, I have a close personal uh, connection to this and, and being able to have a right view on what, is it, what does it mean to be thankful? What is, uh, what is thanksgiving? What does gratitude look like? Uh, I spent a lot of time dreading uh, this season that we're about to roll into. I spent a lot of time dreading uh, Thanksgiving and then on into Christmas. And, and thankfully, God has really redeemed that in my heart. And so it's, it's typically circumstance. It is circumstance that made it so that those were hard times for me. And I think that it's important, uh, based on wherever you are and the different things that you've experienced, that, that if that's something that resonates with you, like spend some time, it's okay to feel that and talk to other people about that and, and help God to uh, allow God to come alongside of you and to rewrite that. I feel like a lot of what we learn about thankfulness is based on comparison. So you'll hear it said, well, at least, at least I don't have this happening, or at least my situation isn't quite like this person's experiencing, or, or you know, it could be worse. Uh, those things are all based on comparison. But what God's really done in my heart and I hope in, in our hearts, and today, hopefully, uh, this will either be a reminder for you, or we're going to like blaze through a lot of, uh, a lot of scripture, a lot of uh, facts about who God is, why we, could, uh, why we can be thankful for him, why uh, we can give our thanks to him, uh, and why we might want to live our lives as a thank you note to God as a result. So, so this one's going to kind of uh, roll through pretty quickly. But my hope is, is that you're going you're gonna to hear something today that is going to really resonate, that you're going to grab onto, and then you're going to want to lift that up to God. Uh, the message is pretty early today, and so a lot of the takeaway is that you guys grab something now that you can uh, spend time reflecting on and worshiping when the band comes back up in just a little while. Got it? So you got your assignment already, so here we go. Um, so we're going to look through Psalms and beyond uh, to discover some of those reasons. And guys, there's just three reasons, just three that I have for you today. There's a, there's a few sub points, uh, but, but three reasons. So we'll make that happen. If you have the Version Bible app, you can pull that up. And uh, under events, you can find New Covenant Community Church. Boop, click.
click on that and then all the notes are right there. Otherwise, grab out a, a handy-dandy writing utensil, uh, write something on the palm of your hand. Something is going to stick. I just know it. Uh, so let's, let's roll with this. So reasons why we could be thankful to God or why we might want to live our lives as a, as a thank you note to God. So reason number one, because of who God is. If God was cruel, if he was evil, if he was inconsistent, if he was weak, if he was powerless, if he was small, if he was distant, if he was non-caring, there'd be no reason to thank God. But that's not true. Some of the things that we can know about God. God is great. Psalm 145.3 says, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. He's big enough to handle all of your problems. He's big enough to handle any of your questions, any of the things that you have hanging over you. Uh, number two, he is holy. Psalm ninety-seven, twelve says, Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. He is pure, he is perfect, he is faultless. Number three, uh, he is love. Psalm 107, 8, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, his wonderful deeds for mankind. Unfailing love. No one loves like God. No man, no woman, no one. Love exists because of God. He is just. Psalm 7, 17, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing praises of the name of the Lord Most High. He is fair. He is unbiased. He always does right, never does wrong, and he's not manipulative. Number five, God is good. Psalm 54, 6 says, I will sacrifice a free will offering to you. I will praise your name, Lord, for it is good. Everything that is good comes from God. For God is good. Number six, he is consistent. Psalm 118, 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Tell the Lord how thankful you are, because he's always kind and merciful. Inconsistency brings insecurity. No one is consistent like God. So how could you show gratitude or thankfulness? For a God that is great, holy, that loves, that is love, righteousness, good, and consistent? Well, the first thing that we started out doing here is to worship him. When we hear, when we hear music or songs of worship, uh, we're to bring those to him. We're to sing to him uh, with all of our heart. Well, does the tone of your voice make a difference? Well, this, the sound doesn't necessarily make a difference, but the tone, yes. There's an excitement level that we can, that we can have. Uh, because of who God is. It reminds me of, uh, actually, this is, here's a little, a little situation here. The first time that I tried out for the worship team, uh, <laughs> it is not that funny. Okay, but the first time that I tried out for the worship team, I'm standing up here. You guys, I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I have this thing where I just sweat, and I got super nervous, and I grab, grab the microphone, and Brett's sitting right there. I can remember it like it was yesterday, and he says, hey, Troy, why don't you sing on a hill far away. You guys, I just, 
I got so angry, I just threw my microphone down and I stomped out. And uh, come to find out later, he was like, hey, uh, I was just wanting you to sing the, uh, the old rugged cross. <laughs> oh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be here all day. Anyway, um, sing, Psalm 147.7 says, sing to the Lord with grateful praise. There's something that happens. You know the excitement that happens inside of you that wells up when we can worship him because of who he is and we can get so excited Think of it as like being at at something where you're experiencing just greatness and goodness and you just explode with like, yeah, because you realize what happened. And uh, so my son Rylan and I were guests at the game yesterday with the strong northwest wind coming right into our faces all day long. But there were a couple of times where we were like, yeah, then there were other times. Um, But that... That whole thought of what does it look like for you to be able to be excited when we worship? We're going to have some, some songs here after this that you're going to be able to say, like, God, you are good. God, you are consistent. Those are the things that, uh, that we can do to show our gratitude and thank, thankfulness. Another thing is just prayer. Just, just prayer. Uh, Psalm 18.3 says, I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise. Give praise to God. Thank him through prayer. Have a conversation with God. There's nothing fancy that's needed. If you're like me and you get kind of lost in your thought and you're like, yeah, I think I was praying and did I stop? Did I fall asleep? What happened? Sometimes I'll just grab a piece of paper and a pen and just start writing to God and, and thanking him for who he is. Praising him uh, for who he is. Uh, reason number two as to why we can be thankful Because of what God has done for us. We praise him for who he is. We thank God for what he's done. So what has he done? Number one, he created us. Psalm 148.5 says, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created. Number two, he saved us. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The gift. He saved us through Jesus Christ. Number three, he answers our prayers. Psalm 118.21 says, I will, give th- I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The God of the universe, the God that created you, the God that created all that you see and experience, The God of the universe hears you. That's something to be thankful for. Number four, he gives direction. Psalm 16, 7, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. You're not alone to figure things out. God uses others around us to speak to us. God uses the quiet moments. God can use dreams God can use music. He gives us direction. Number five, he died for us. Colossians 2, 13 and 14 says, When you were dead in your sins and in in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. 
He forgave us of our sins. He canceled the record. You ever had your back against the wall on something like, I don't know, like a debt, a credit card bill, something where you're just like, I don't know how to get out from under this. And some of us are experiencing that now. It's as if God just took that debt, shredded it. What you owed him, he shredded that so that you could be set free. Forgiveness is free. It costs a lot. So how do we show gratitude for what God has done? Well, here's a couple of things, one of which we're going to do uh, right after this that I, I gave you guys a heads up on. Communion. He gave us a symbol called the Eucharist, the Lord's Supper. It's a memory tool, a symbol to remember. It's a statement of faith. It's a simple act, and it doesn't have to be complicated. So in a few minutes when we share communion together... Uh, I always, I would, I kind of went through this process remembering as a young kid when I would take communion and, and even now, and I think, well, what am I supposed to be thinking about when I take communion? Am I, am I supposed to be, uh, am I supposed to feel guilty? Well, there's now no condemnation because of what Jesus did, what he's asking us to remember. So should I feel guilty? It's okay to remember that, but we should be glad. We should be thankful. We should receive communion with thankfulness in our hearts, knowing what God has done for us. Uh, there's a reason why we call it the Eucharist. You means good. Charist means grace or favor. The gospel, by the way, what Jesus did is the only story where the king sacrifices for his people. Every other story is the opposite. So we'll take communion, and when we do, we're going to remember and be thankful for what God has done. Secondly, we can tell others about what God's done in your life. You might get all clammy and nervous, and you'll start to see some people that you tend to see once a year, or maybe you'll be at office parties, or other people will be there, uh, and you might have some opportunities, and maybe God will just drop those right in your lap. Uh, I had one just Friday when I stopped into a, a bike shop, and I had an opportunity to listen and to be able to share what God's done in my life. It was amazing. Did I plan on that? No, I was just looking to pick up my bike. Love it. So then we can tell others about what God has done. Number three, we can give. We can give uh, giving and generosity. Uh, give an offering to God. Thanks and giving go together. Give in proportion to what's been given to you. You cannot love without giving. If God gave you a lot, give a lot. If he gave you a little, give a little. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. It goes on in verses 11 and 12 to say, You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generos and through your generosity uh, will, will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Giving is a cycle. When we give freely and joyfully, those that receive feel gratefulness and thanksgiving. One of the things that I love and, and I think we'll be starting this next, next week as we roll into the Advent season. We have a tradition here at New Cov of giving away $10,000. So each person, you can, you can sign up to take a $100 bill. 
And, and that, is, that is yours to have in your pocket to give as God would want you to be able to give it. And so what it does is it trains us to be able to, uh, to be generous. It opens our eyes to see, to listen for God in our everyday life. What might God be doing? And how might God use this $100 to be able to bless someone else? Uh, another thing when we, when we give, we feel a part of things. And so that's why at New Cove, we, we invite people to tithe, to give to what New Cove is doing so that we can continue moving forward and reaching out and loving others and helping others come to know Jesus. Uh, if you're like, well, that's great, Troy, but I don't see anybody passing anything around. Uh, there are QR codes on the back of the seat, box, uh, seat back pockets. Uh, there's also a, a little uh, box to drop things in out uh, in the gathering space. To be able to give, not to feel like you have to give, but to be able to contribute, to be a part of something through giving. Uh, Reason number three. Isn't that great? There's just three reasons and we're already on number three. You guys are doing good. Most of you are awake still. I just, I appreciate that. All right. So because of what God has promised. So apparently, I did not tally these up. I lost track. I was starting to tally them on my office wall. But apparently there are 7,000 promises. There's more than 7,000 promises in the Bible from God to us. Psalm 71, uh, 22 says, you are faithful to your promises. God didn't have to make us any promises. But he did. And here's three. Here's just three that as we roll into this next season, when you're feeling like, oh, I'm supposed to feel thankful, but I really feel kind of sad. Or... I was really hoping for a white Christmas, and this just isn't very white. It's very windy and cold. Or, you know, my family just, it's just not a very warm situation like I'd maybe like it to be. Or, I don't think I'm going to get that gift that I wanted. (laughs) Whatever it might happen to be, three promises that God has for us. One, life after death. John 11, 25 says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. This is not the end. We will live again. By the way, when I, as I roll through these next two promises and then the things, takeaways for us from that, I'm going to go ahead and have the worship band come on up here so that they can join me because then I feel super self-conscious that you guys are all staring just at me and then you'll be able to look at them as well. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Okay, promise number two, God will give you everything you need. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. If you live for him, if you live for God, and make the kingdom of God your primary cause, you cannot miss out on his best. That's a promise. Promise number three, God will never abandon you. Hebrews 13.5, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. No matter what you go through, he will not leave you. We live in the midst of a culture of abandonment. God will never abandon you. This is not conditional. So, how do we show gratitude for these promises? For just these three promises, how can you show gratitude as we move forward? One, we can serve him with the abilities that he gave you. You serve God by serving others. Serve someone in in his name. Uh, If I serve someone in my name, I do it for me. Uh, 
Show God you are grateful by using your gifts. Let us please him by serving with grateful hearts, not from guilt. Find a place to volunteer, a place to experience uh, the blessings of using your gifts. You know, when we step out and we find ourselves in an uncomfortable situation, that's when we find ourselves relying on God. And that's when we come away having situations where we can be thankful and live our lives as a thank you note to him. Uh, Number two, live each day as a thank you gift to God. Colossians 3.17 says, whatever you do, do it for the Lord. How you speak, how you clean a bathroom, how you lead a group, how you run a business. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 tells us, give thanks in all circumstances. Not for, but in all circumstances. The God we know transcends the circumstances. Colossians 2.7 says, let my life overflow with gratitude. So look back at the list that we've created, these different things that that we've got. What suggestions or things stick out to you? Is there one? Is there one that you can grab onto that you can go, in the midst of this, in the midst of this circumstance, I'm going to give thanks to God for this. There are uh, a, couple of, a couple of takeaways or a couple of things that we have. If, if you can't find one of those or maybe you want to dig in just a little bit deeper, we do have a Bible reading plan that you'll be able to find there under events that you can, uh, you can click on and, and read through the week. And it helps us to practice and learn what it means to be thankful or to practice gratitude. Uh, that's another one. Right now, though, I'm going to ask the band uh, to play. We're going to distribute the elements. Go ahead and, and just collect those. You'll get, you'll get the juice and you'll get bread. Uh, all of the bread that we have is gluten-free, so, so we don't have to worry about uh, mixing that up at all. So just receive those, and then I'll be right back up.